Super Talk Mississippi media production. Find your new ride at Kia McCombs all-new location at the corner of I-55 and Highway 98. Come find out why McComb loves Kia McComb at the corner of I-55 and Highway 98. Right on the corner, right on the price. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You're tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. Now, don't forget, you can listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Super Talk Mississippi app. And, of course, you can always find us, too, on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station. And you can watch good things. We are on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to Super Talk TV. And today we're going to tell you about a great event that's coming up this weekend. It's the Heritage of Hills Festival happening in New Albany. One of my new favorite Mississippi towns. Joining us again is Miss Jill Smith. She is the director of the Union County Heritage Museum. Hey, Jill. Hey, Rebecca. We get to talk again because there's something else exciting going on in New Albany. So, how did everything go with the last festival? Oh, it went great. It's always a real popular event. So, then you just got another one. You just keep them coming, huh? We just keep rolling. <laughs> well, it has to be the perfect time of year to get out and enjoy uh, New Albany and all it has to offer from its uh, trails and everything else. So why not have another festival on top of that? So what's coming up this weekend, Jill? Well, it's our annual Heritage and Folk Life Days, and uh, we've been doing this over 20 years. And um, it's a living history event, a uh, heritage craft event. Uh, kids get a lot of hands-on activities uh, to learn how things were done back when we had to be more self-reliant. And uh, there's games and contests. If you ever wanted to be in a cross-cut saw contest, this is your chance. <laughs> Now explain that to me, Jill, because you had me until you said saw, and then that seems a little dangerous. What, what are we going <laughs> to? Well, what are we going to be cutting? What are we going to be doing? Well, uh, the kids get a chance to use the crosscut saw to, uh, you know, it's a two-man saw, and it's the way people used to have to cut down trees to build their houses. But we have a a, a thing set up so they can see how long it takes them to cut up a piece of wood and. Uh, but we time it, and uh, there's a contest on Saturday with that, and along with sack races and egg and spoon race and lots of other fun, old-timey kind of things. Do you find, Miss Jill, when folks come out and get to sort of experience how life was way back when, in air quotes, right? Because it probably wasn't that long ago, but still it feels like it was several centuries, or not several centuries, but several generations ago, that that is how you would build a house or get things done, that they're a little more appreciative of modern-day technologies and, and advances? Well, you know, they really love it when they get to churn butter and shell corn, things that uh, kids in the past probably that was chores they may have dreaded, but, boy, they love it now. They get to take seeds out of cotton, so they have to 
to figure out how fast they can do that. It's it's fun to have the contest and just to let them learn, um, you know, how people used to live and make your own fun, you know. I remember shelling peas on the back porch at my granny's house, Jill, and I'd come home and talk about how fun it was, and my mom would be like, yeah, because you did it for one weekend out of the summer. That wasn't, <laughs> you didn't have to do it before you could get out and play with your friends. All your, your shelling was uh, sort of done. So, But I think it is great to sort of connect our gen- or younger generations, even um, in our generation, really, back to maybe the way life was. And we often think of it as the simple way of living, but really it was hard work from from the time you woke up to the time you went to bed. It really was, and uh, we'll have people here. We'll have a blacksmith here and a basket maker and textile artist, so we'll have a lot of heritage craft people that will be demonstrating um, the way they are keeping these crafts alive. And um, then, and this uh, festival is three days. It's October 19th, 20th, and 21st. So we have students on the 19th and 20th, and on the 21st it's family day, and it's uh, uh, supported by the Mississippi Arts Commission and Visit Mississippi, and we're real grateful to them for that. So will this be just there at the museum, um, Jill, or will it sort of spill over into downtown and sort of Main Street and kind of take over New Albany like some of the other festivals do? Uh, This one is mostly located at the museum and at the park adjacent to the museum. We'll have, we've got an old barbecue hut there and uh, we're going to be selling barbecue. We've got Manning's Barbecue will be there selling uh, pulled pork, ribs, and brisket. And boy, are they good. And we'll have live music. Um, We'll have some wandering minstrels as well as some people from the Tammy Wynette Legacy Center. So, um, and I think the weather is going to be great. So, People just need to plan on coming to New Albany. The old car show is going to be up at the at the school, so there's two good reasons to come to New Albany this weekend. So it does spill over. See, y'all have always got something good just blanketing um, all the nooks and crannies there in New Albany. I bet there's probably a baseball tournament or something else going or softball tournament going on on your fields as well. I think the Cotton States are still playing out at the um, sportsplex, so there's there's plenty going on. There's definitely plenty going on. Is there still time, Jill, if someone listening wanted to get in on the little bit of competition with the saw matches, or is that kind of like a come up, and as you're there, you can sort of hop in and give it a try? You just hop in. Uh, it's going to start Saturday at 10 o'clock. All the contests will. And, uh, of course, the kids during the, the rest of the days will get a chance to try their hand at it with the contest. Where you win a, a, pro, a trophy will be on Saturday. How long have y'all been doing this Heritage of Hills Festival, Miss Jill? Well, I think it's been about 21 years. I, I, um, I, we started it here, I think, in 20, I mean, in 2001, 2001. And um, it was uh, a lot of like the Tom Baby Living History Group, and a lot of people got together and, and didn't want to lose the way of life. And it kind of spans from the pioneer days up to the Depression. You know, after the Depression, things got more automated and there was less um, things made by hand. But uh, it, we try to keep it in that time time frame. And we have a one-room school. We have a doctor's office, a barn, a country store. So, um, And we're going to have some country dancing going on. 
There you go. You definitely have a full weekend of it, Miss Jill. Um, you know when festivals are going around for two decades that people are getting out and enjoying it. So it's not like you just started this to see if it would if it would catch on. Obviously, folks are really into what you guys are are doing there. Is there anywhere we can go, Miss Jill, and go ahead and like plan out our trip for this upcoming weekend or see, or is it kind of just come and fit in and fall into the flow of it? You can just come and sit in. You know, you can look on our Facebook. Facebook page, Union County Heritage Museum, and see uh, more about the events. And uh, it's pretty casual. Uh, we have indoor, outdoor um, activities. So um, we just like to provide hands-on uh, experiences for people. And it's not just for children. It's for, it's for the family. No, I, I agree, and it makes for good conversation, right? Whenever your kids get to see how, did you have to do that, Mama? Before, <laughs> you know, back before, yeah. And then, yes, we did. We, we walked to school, one, you know, both ways uphill, as my grandfather would jokingly uh, <laughs> say to us. But, no, I think this is great. So where can we find you guys? You mentioned your Facebook page, but we make it to New Albany. Where are you guys located within within the town center? We're at 114 Cleveland Street, um, in New Albany, and it's right on the north side of the railroad tracks. Um, they're just right there beside us, and uh, we occupy two city blocks. So um, there's plenty of room to park and spread out. All righty, Miss Jill. Well, y'all don't have too much fun, and tell them kids to watch their fingers with that saw, although I know it's safe. <laughs> they're on, on two si- uh, separate ends. And, yeah. yeah, I can't wait to talk to you for the next thing going on in New Albany. Thank you so much, Rebecca. All righty. There you go. I think everywhere should have that. I think your kids should know how hard it once was <laughs> to get things done. Just have built a house less than a year ago, Will. I cannot imagine how. You know what, though? They may have put it up faster <laughs> back then than they do now. But the kind of effort that it took to, like, get the logs and to cut things and to, you know, make all the things that they have to make to, you know, to do it. Or just thinking about when you like for making dinner i mean just when you don't have the microwave or the oven or all of those kinds of things if you had to think of one i know you like tools and you like being handy will but is there one i guess modern invention or technology when it comes to your hobbies that you're grateful for that you wouldn't want to go back and have to do it that the, way the drill i mean think about oh, that yeah. my granddad used to have one of those old hand cranked drills you, yeah. and i you know i look at that sometimes and i go that's just how, how do you you couldn't use it i couldn't imagine making my nails to then have to nail something in i've never physically used a nail gun because that would be dangerous for me to have yeah. have occupation of that but i think that is like a fascinating makes you don't have to actually just sit there and hammer it all one by one. one well, I think before one. they even had nails, they made the, what do you call it, where it fits? Well, they yeah, they still do that, the joinery and everything. But, yeah, it's, uh, it's you can do a lot more stuff now. You can also injure yourself very quickly. <laughs> this, is, this is very true. All right, stick with us. we got more for you coming up next. From a gun, keeping up the rhythm, steady as a clock, doing a little thing called a hillbilly rock. Doing a little thing called the Hillbilly Rock. 
making your afternoon just a little brighter. It's Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi. good things. Don't forget, we are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Supertalk Mississippi app. You can always find us, too, on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. And if you didn't know, Hardy and Lanny Wilson, they are coming to Mississippi, and Supertalk wants to give you a chance to see them live. I'm just glad, Will, you didn't put A live as opposed to... (laughs) We don't want to give you a chance to see them virtual. We want to give you a chance to see them live and in living color. Winners will get a pair of tickets to the show. You'll also get a limo ride to and from the concert. I'm glad you added the from there. There's no um, no no need to worry about that. A night stay at the Beau Rivage plus a guitar autographed by Hardy, which I think is a really good addition to this prize package. And so all you have to do is visit one of our registration boxes located throughout the state. Fill out your name, your contact information. You do have to be 21 years or older to enter and listen. be listening to your local Supertalk station or go to supertalk.fm slash Hardy to find a registration box near you. Now, originally we had just one guitar, and the debate was, what do we do with just a one guitar? Do what do you, you mean, you, what do you do with it? You cut it in half and give a piece to both? Oh, absolutely Winners. not. Whoever pulls... <laughs> I was just thinking that. I was like, no, whoever's name gets pulled and they are the reason the tickets got won. We're picking two winners. They should. Oh, so, so you're getting two. But I only had one guitar. So, so what do you do with it? So there's two pairs of tickets. Okay. Yeah. So, hey, that encourages folks to, you've got two opportunities. Now you've, I don't know, I don't know the, I guess the statistics behind that, but your chances got better. Yeah. Just doubled. <laughs> just doubled. That? Okay. Well, you didn't have to tell nobody. We, we only had one guitar, though, so, so we'll, we didn't know what to do with it. So what are you doing with it? How you well, we got it? a second guitar. Oh, so Hardy said, let me hold my beer. Yeah. Let me Give me another guitar. Give me another guitar. Let me fix that. Well, well, that was very kind of him. So everybody, you get a guitar. You get a, Everybody <laughs> gets a guitar. But you have to go and fill out the registration. Do you know when the show is? Uh, it's December. It should be on the thing. It's December 9th. So it's in December. Yeah. And it's at the Coast Coliseum or the Convention Center, whichever Miss, Yeah, Mississippi, Mississippi Coast, Coast Coliseum. Coliseum. In Biloxi. In Biloxi. And how you got to do a show up at the bow, the boom, I'll get you there. <laughs> and that to one, and from. We figured to that out. and from. We'll figure, we'll figure that out. You know what? By the time we do a couple of these, we'll get all of the kinks um, completely out. But I do think that's a great uh, prize pack. And if you are a Hardy or Lanny Wilson fan, then get out. I've seen both of them in concert, not together, but separate. Both worth going to see. Um, together, I think that will put on a a really a really good show. Man, it is a beautiful day today in the neighborhood, but yesterday yesterday it wasn't. So, did you get out and go to the Mississippi State Fair at all? I did. We went the first night. In fact, how was your weather? It was great until it started sprinkling a little bit, but then we went inside because we went to go see Josh Turner. So you had a good excuse. Yes, we got washed out like many did last Wednesday. If you're following the Mississippi crazy forecast, so we decided to go for last blast last night. Sorry if you didn't get to go to the fair. You're gonna have to come back again for the 165th, which will be next October. And thought, great, we will hit it up. We'll have our fun and no weather issues. All the weather issues. We saw all four seasons in a span of about five hours at the Mississippi State Fair. I kid you not. We saw it went from hot 
and like bright sunshiny needing sunglasses took a little slight sweater off to then this wind came in and blew in a few little and it wasn't ever like a downpour you never got sopping wet but it was just that light drizzle that made your hair frizz and kind of got you a little damp then followed by the wind again which made it super duper cold so big shout out to the boutique in the trademark which i know jeff and uh pontotox commit why aren't you wearing ink today because it needs to be washed jeff i couldn't come on with it with it wet from the fair i walked i was not appropriately dressed how many of you have never like you go somewhere expecting it to be one mississippi weather forecast (laughs) and then you wind up wishing you had either wore less or wore more one of one of the two like right like you come too prepared for it and it's hotter than you expected or you underdress and then it gets chillier. So I was fine when I left the house that morning for church, but it progressively got colder by the time we made it to tis the season. We're not warming up during the day anymore. We're cooling off by the end of the day. I walked the trademark to look. I was like, there has to be a genuine Mississippi, like something long sleeve sweatshirt, something in there. And there was this one boutique that had holiday sweatshirts there was three sweatshirt styles available one had santa one had pumpkins and the other had christmas junkies something and i was like uh-uh and so i walked back around and came back and tucked my head and picked up this the one that was in my size and handed it to the guy and he started laughing and he said you don't need a bag do you i said no nah. <laughs> and i said you're the only vendor here that's got anything long sleeved. He said, so I've heard I'm sold out of my holiday sweatshirts. <laughs> and so it was funny. Got a good laugh. Walking through the fair, we high fived and fist bumped several that also was celebrating Christmas significantly early at the Mississippi State Fair <laughs> because they, too, broke down and had to buy a wardrobe that was appropriate for the swing in the Mississippi temperature. And, I mean, it's a fine sweatshirt. So if you see my photos from the fair online, you will notice I am, I've am i got Merry Christmas sweatshirt there right there in the middle of October with the Ferris wheel and everything. And it will be something to remember. Have you ever had to tuck your tail and, like, overpay for something to, like, either you forgot something at home you had to, rebuy or like because once you get into the fairgrounds now had i had a jacket in my car i probably would have paid five extra whatever i needed to do to go get it and come back but i didn't so you feel like you're now trapped in this little metropolis that's like disconnected from the rest of the world so you are at the mercy of just whatever is being sold in the little village that is you know the, the the fairgrounds there so it was that or be, or be cold. And so it was worth every dollar I spent on it and appreciated it. So on my honeymoon, we went to uh, Cancun, Mexico, and we took the little day trip to where you go to the Mayan you know, pyramids or whatever they are. Mm-hmm. And they have like a little detour. They go to this, this – uh, it's a, basically a cave that has water in it, and you can swim. And they didn't tell anybody that. So they tell us – you know, after we get on the bus and we start driving, they say, "Oh, we're going to stop by. You can go swim." And it looks so amazingly cool. It's a cave, but it's got a big hole at the top, and the sun's going through. And it's like, my wife's like, "Yeah, let's go swim." And we were thinking, "Well, we don't have a towel." You know, I can wear my my shorts and I'll be fine, but I don't have a towel. 
And so we're like, what do we dry off with? And they don't say anything about towels. And everybody else has the same dilemma. And you go through the little gift shop first. And, of course, what do they sell? It's in Mexico. They sell ponchos. (laughs) Like ponchos like you wear. Uh So we – everybody bought a poncho at, like – 60 bucks. Yeah, I'm sure. Whatever the call, you're like, whatever, went in Rome. Cha-ching. You go down there. We get done. We swim. We dry off with the poncho. We get done swimming. And then as you're walking back up another way, they're selling towels there for like five bucks. They know exactly what they're doing. (laughs) They were not born yesterday. So I have a poncho at my house. That was it like a rain towel. one or is it a poncho? For no, no, like a true, like, like a, a cloth, cloth yeah. whatever in that way. Yeah, that's funny. The only other time I, I remember being stuck somewhere um, and having to, I guess, emergency buy was we were newlyweds and we were headed to Tennessee for a football game. And we get to the place where we're going to stay and he goes to unload the car and he unloads his suitcase. <laughs> Not my suitcase, because he left my suitcase back in Mississippi, sitting. Oh, like you know, like it, you pull into a carport and you set them at the back, and so I had come and set it back or whatever. Anyway, we, you know, marriage almost ended, so we're not gonna go that down. I had to go. I was like, give me your credit card, like, and take me to the nearest mall. I got to know the. Well, we were stopped in Chattanooga first. So I got to know the mall there in the Chattanooga. The nearest Saks Fifth Avenue. Avenue. Uh huh. I mean, everything. Like, I mean, you. Oh, I had to miserable. completely, you know, all I had on, all I had with me was, you know, what I had, you know, sort of what I had on, which is just, it was, it was, it's funny now. It was not funny no. then, um, but such is life. And I think we've all made that statement, you know, when you're packing and you say, oh, forget it. There's a, you know, a store nearby. I'll figure it out if I find, if I don't, if I don't have it, I can buy it there. But sometimes that ends up being a costly mistake. Not a mistake, but really, I mean, you end up overpaying for something that you would have, like you have, I got plenty of jackets at home. Had all of the wardrobe yeah. possible to have made it through the fair yesterday. But I walked out with a Santa sweatshirt that will forever <laughs> be associated with the wildest weather at the Mississippi State Fair ever, going through all the seasons from beginning to end. But fun was had. We rode rides. We ate well. Um, all the things. All the things happened. But you guys stick with us. we got more good things for you coming up next. We'll be again. Other points in between. I want to Rebecca Turner. She looks healthy and sane. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi.
Welcome back to Good Things. Don't forget you can find us on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to Super Talk TV. You'll see I'm not alone anymore in the studio, which always makes me happy. I got Miss Jennifer Anderson. She is the C Spire Chief Marketing Officer, and she's here to talk about C Spire launching Connect and Protect Initiative, which I think we can all get behind as a good thing. So welcome, Jennifer. Rebecca, thank you so much. It's so great to be here today. And I was just talking to you off off air just about my 11-year-old now getting uh, tablets from the school. So many other parents and caregivers are now sort of navigating this new educational um, norm, which is schools using technology and as a way to communicate with kids, also do all of their work and all that. So this, to me, is just good timing, and it's just something we need to keep talking about, and more innovation needs to be happening to sort of protect and connect our kids. So tell us about this. This is Connect and Protect. What is this about at CSPIRE? Absolutely, Rebecca. This is a major new wireless initiative for us. And Connect and Protect um, is really about giving parents the tool uh, to be able to, to parent the way they want in a, a digital world and empower them with more controls uh, for their kids uh, when they're online. And when we talk about Connect and Protect, we're talking about three things. Um, the first, it's a, a kid's wireless phone plan. Um, it comes with nationwide talk and text. But what's really important is what it doesn't come with. Uh, we give kids no cellular data. That means no apps, no social media, no web browsing, no streaming video over Seaspire's network. We also, with Connect and Protect, have created a set of interactive easy to use, free tools for parents to be able to, as they're setting their child up, whether it's their first watch, whether it's their first tablet or smartphone, give them some free, easy, interactive guides to help them set up and help protect their children when they're on non-cellular networks. So Wi-Fi at home, Wi-Fi out in the world, making sure those devices are locked down. Uh, one thing, Rebecca, we hear from a lot of uh, the parents at Seaspire. Uh, parents and our customer base who we, we work with really closely and other parents we've been talking to is that there is no one size that fits right. all for, for parents when it comes to technology. And so our focus at Seaspire is giving parents the right level of control, empowering with the, them with how to use those parental controls to help um, monitor and restrict the content their children are looking at, track their children's location, and really help keep them safe online at any age. You know, and I can, as I'm moving into this sort of era with with my 11-year-old, and she does not have um, an independent cell phone, or, or but like I mentioned, we now have the device from the school. So we're, we're, we're already there. We haven't had those, those conversations there. You know, I think for some parents, because you grew up with it without like really parental controls, what I'm, I don't, I'm not sure what I should be controlling. Like, I mean, it's almost like you don't, because I am a grown adult who doesn't wander into weird places, you know, with I have morals and ethics. And so, I, you know, and it's, so it's weird to sort of put on that hat of like, what if I was just exploring? I grew, I think what I'm trying to say, I grew up with face, with the internet as it grew, right? Yes. And so as I was growing my own, you know, and so, but with them, they're coming into a fully developed, social media, internet sort of world. And so, I, you know, it's it's hard to think wh- if I – if I wasn't me, how would I get in trouble? 
Yeah, uh, you know, and, and Rebecca, and for better or for worse, I think that is a great way to be thinking about it. It is changing so rapidly this digital and social landscape. Uh, and one of the things that that we monitor really closely is is how are um, children and and other actors uh, looking at ways to um, figure out okay, how do I get around some of these controls? Right. How do I break it? And being really creative to close a lot of those loopholes and help children, help parents protect their children when they're online uh, because it is it is changing extremely rapidly. One of the things we're seeing uh, nationwide on average, about 70% of children by the time they turn 12 have gotten their first smartphone. And Rebecca, when I hear you say, yes, this sort of grew up yeah. around a lot of us. This wasn't around Mm-mm. back in the 80s or the 90s um, when uh, phones were phones and, and really the worst thing. I was in college when I got Facebook. Uh, yeah. Not that I was smart on many different levels at that age, <laughs> but I wasn't 11. Exactly. It's just, it's changed so radically. We've seen so much uh, about the, the harmful impacts and some of the dangers that come with social media. Uh, so making sure we're giving uh, parents tools to help protect their kids um, in the way that makes the most sense for them. Uh, we recently uh, uh, undertook a big research study of about 400 families in Mississippi because we want to understand what yeah. are parents right here experiencing, dealing with, how, how can we help them? And the thing we heard across the board um, from parents we've talked to uh, here in Mississippi is that, again, there is no one size that fits all for every family. Parents, uh, so a lot of parents feel like they, they know best. They know what is right for their families. They, they want to have that kind of control. And it's tricky, as you said, when the landscape keeps changing and what worked today may be evolving tomorrow, mm-hmm. um, it makes such a big difference to have a a partner or a set of partners um, to be able to help you navigate that landscape and make sure you are are able to help protect your children when they're online. And I think one thing that parents need to recognize, especially those with littles or like who may feel a little more um, apprehensive, it's coming. So like we didn't have a choice. She went into the sixth grade and she got um, her la- her not her laptop, but she got her um, iPad. I mean, it was, it was here you go. And so I'm not. And she had been introduced to technology prior to that. I mean, we're not Stone Age people. It just wasn't her own independent sort of device. It's just the decisions that my husband and I have made. And but so like if you think you can shelter them completely or just that's not the answer either, because they are going to have to find a respectful relationship with technology at some point or they're going to go off the rails. I think that is a great way to put it, Rebecca. It's finding that respectful or kind of that healthy online usage of of technology and tools. We know there is a lot of good that Mm -hmm. can come from technology, um, but not every form of it is right for every child or every adult in some cases. Uh, And so it really is about finding that, giving uh, parents those right tools to be able to manage that, and then helping children and having that dialogue uh, with your children about what is right for your family, what what are those expectations uh, for your family when you guys talk about health the online usage and what does that mean and what does that mean in the context of schools um, again and, and C Spire has definitely been a big proponent for teaching um, computer science in schools and and using technology as a way to help advance our children our communities right here in Mississippi and beyond uh, but again it comes back to how do you have that healthy online usage how do you build in some of those habits and how can you use technology for good and, and build some guardrails in place 
space uh, for children as that landscape continues to change. And as you said, they grow They're up. They're definitely going to have to navigate it. I mean, it's here. You can't. Come, I mean, I, I mean, there's definitely an age. I think you know, less is is more in that way. But as they start getting to middle school to high school and on, it's just, they're just going to be left behind, at least in certain educational um, paths. And so they can't be scared of it. Mm-hmm. They have to, you know, sort of um, be taught how to how to use it respectfully. I think is is one way words we use in our home anyway. If if a parent's feeling very just overwhelmed, Jennifer, can they come into a C Spire store and be like, help? Yes, um, they can and they should, Rebecca. Okay. Uh, I, I wouldn't even know where to start with like all the like somebody has to walk would have to walk me through it first. Absolutely. So so we've tackled this in a couple of different ways at Ceasefire with Connect and Protect. Um, absolutely for parents who have questions um, about uh, devices, watches, phones, uh, about some of the parental controls, they can come into a store. We actually just did a big series of in-store events this past weekend. Um, basically, like discovery days for for parents getting hands on with them with some of the different parental control apps, some of the setup, uh, whether it's an iPhone, whether it's a a different type of phone, um, helping parents uh, be able to set them up. Uh, We've got another one of those events coming up in November where one weekend in November we'll be doing a big set of events in all of our Seaspire stores to help parents out. We also have at seaspire.com slash connect and protect. We've got a series of resources there as well. Uh, so for parents who are interested in Connect and Protect, um, we'll, uh, we've got some guides that help walk them through how to set up uh, some of the, the technology. Again, whether it's an, an iPhone, an Apple Watch, um, an Android phone, uh, really focused on meeting parents where they're at and on the, the devices that their children have, whether they are just using them to talk and text and actually connect to what matters in life their family, their friends, or um, when they're ready to do more and and get online um, and even get into social media at some point. And it point. can kind of grow with them and you kind of loosen the reins. It's like training wheels and you sort of back them off and then hopefully, you know, at some point you got to let them fly. But, you know, every kid and every sort of family is different sort of in that. I do recommend if you're getting it for Christmas, go ahead and get it and get all of the controls set up before Santa comes down because let me just, you're not going to after it's been opened and enjoyed. Um, we've seen that happen occasionally as well. I was going to say, Rebecca, yes, I have definitely seen that also. As soon as it gets into uh, someone's hands, that's a tough thing to, to pull, pull back. back. So yes. just have it set up and ready the way you want it before they open it or get their hands on it. And if they want to get their hands on all you just said, Jennifer, where do they go? Uh, ceasefire.com. Uh, and they can find out more about Connect and Protect there or into any of our wireless stores. We'll come back and let us know about the November event, okay? Absolutely. All right, you guys stick with us. we got more for you coming up next. And stories that make you smile. This is Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. Welcome 
Welcome back to Good Things. Don't forget we are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Supertalk Mississippi app. You can always find us, too, on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. Will having C Spire in here took, takes you back to when you got your first phone. How old were you when you got your first phone? I was probably a little bit older than most people. I was 20. I was, no, I was 19. I was 19. So when you so you started driving without a cellular device. Yes, I was driving before I had a cell phone. I remember my first cell phone. It was a hideous-looking thing, um, but it was very durable. The battery lasted weeks, it mm-hmm. seemed like. Uh, and at first, I remember you, you didn't have a ton of people to text. And do you? Call. So when you got your first cell phone, did you have the ability to text? Yes, you did. See, but I it was the, did you had not. to punch in the numbers, you know, a. To get to it because yeah. it was a, you know, so they were very, so I remember when text messaging first came out and it was like revolutionary, like to us, because we were just coming off having pagers. Did you do the pager thing? I never did a pager. You really weren't cool, were you? No. <laughs> I'm just picking. So that was the thing. And you had, you learned code, like you had codes for everything. And then it morphed into, obviously you had your cell phones and then text messaging, but they were like something crazy. 10 cents, 25 cents, I can't remember, like, per text. Yeah. It was kind of like, too, when you first got your cell phone, you had you had to pay for minutes. So if you had, you know, 100 minutes a month, which is nothing, I know, but, like, you went over that, your parents were, you know. I, I remember my, my deal was I could receive any number of calls and talk for there hours, was, but if I made, made a phone call. Maybe that was it. So I would, people would call me, and I'd be like, call me back. <laughs> Just call me back. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that now. I mean, and I too, I remember when it first switched over, mom was like, we got the unlimited plan. It's like there's something in you that doesn't trust it. It's like, I, this is a trap. I'm gonna, You mean I can just talk on it, like unlimited? And then getting that unlimited text message, too, for the first time. Like our kids have no idea what it was like to have to, like, not only have not have that in yeah. terms of communication, but then you had you like you rationed it and you yeah. <laughs> you had to figure out who was or how many you had already spent or, you know, or whatever it may be. And so um, anywho, I think the pendulum has really swung. It's obviously never going back. We're not going back to pre cell phone days, pre whatever days. We wouldn't want to, to be honest with you. It sounds all great and good, you know, we talk to each other and all that kind of stuff. But in reality, let's be honest with each other. I might would go back to I if I could take something off I wish there wasn't social media on apps. Like I even remember we were having this conversation um with a group of parents. Even when MySpace and Facebook first came out, pre so you and I both got cell phones well Pre iPhone, like yeah. we remember, I was a, I was work, I was married and working before I got a BlackBerry, which was then, and then I got a iPhone because of the work I was doing, not because I bought one. And then it's like once you have one, it's hard to like you ever go back. So our even our first at sixteen with a cell phone wasn't a computer in your hand, right? Like it was a completely different um, sort of device. So I remember when you actually had to log on to your laptop or to your desktop to get on to any kind of Facebook, MySpace. Yeah. I don't know when Twitter came in the picture or whatever. It would be nice if we could go back to those boundaries where you you didn't have it 24/7. 20, available 24-7, yeah. where the phone was went back for just organization, calendar, you know, e- you know even take email off of it. Um, 
text, you know, all that kind of thing. I think it would not solve anything, but it would provide bound, healthier boundaries because there is something about having to get your computer out and sort of look through it. You obviously aren't lugging it around um, all day. And so the, the smartphone, I guess it was the iPhone, really just changed everything in that way, making it pocket sized. Yeah, I remember when I signed up for Facebook, I was in college, and you had to have a .edu email address to sign up for Facebook. And I remember there were high schoolers who would pay college kids for their use of their email so they could sign up for Facebook and be on it. But, yeah, it, but the genie's out of the, the bottle oh, now, two yeah. faces out of the tube. It, it, it's never going back. No. First texts were 10 cents to send one and 10 cents to receive one. I remember that now. I remember being like, stop texting me. <laughs> You know, we don't say that now, but it's like because we all have that friend and still like you were that friend then and you're this friend now. They text and then they hit send. And so it's like, oh, yeah, fragmented conversations. And it's like, I'm going to need you to to get your whole thought into that 10, 10 cents. 20, 30, <laughs> you just told me you're going to the mall. It cost me 50 cents. It cost me 50 cents. Can we just condense that back down yeah i mean can you imagine could you imagine getting that bill or if you accidentally made a long distance I, I had a buddy call? of mine i had a buddy of mine who whose family got a 500 dollars something bill one month and they took that phone right absolutely away absolutely they would oh my gosh all righty stick with this you got more coming up next you got the boys with sports talk from three to six will and i'll meet you back here tomorrow at two but until then i hope you all find time for the good things Say good things for you and I. Say good things for you and I. Say good things for you. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.